Hello and welcome to the University Guide podcast. I'm David Hawkins. In this episode, we're delving into another area of US university life, which sometimes students may overlook or misunderstand when they're thinking about their college choices. Anyone who has spent some time in the United States knows that religion plays a greater part in public discourse than perhaps we're used to over here in the UK or indeed in parts of Europe. And that can sometimes lead students to look at universities which have some form of Christian foundation or Christian heritage and be a little confused about what exactly that means. An area where this can potentially be an issue is in some of the really excellent Catholic colleges that the United States has. So in this episode, we're going to delve into that topic and explore just what exactly are Catholic colleges and what are the reasons why students will choose them for their university destination. Today, then, we're looking at uh, another sort of theme to do with US universities. And my guest and I probably both go actually go back to kind of the very earliest days of our careers because we met in, in a random little school called Taunton I worked at when, when Caitlin was... Um, I think you were in the position of interviewing for a position at a previous institution, if that's yeah. right, Caitlin? Yes, I was a graduate student uh, in London, and I was able to represent my undergraduate university at the fair that you had for U.S. universities at Taunton, and okay. I was so excited to be there. And then and you surprised me about, you. I think probably four months later, you surprised me when I was on a tour of Boston schools, and there you suddenly were. Um, right. In the little castle at, at, at um, that institution, that's with a, right. I think with a husky and, and John Gursky, <laughs> probably the two there. Yeah. Oh, yes. Well, you have a great memory. Yes, that's right. And um, our paths have crossed several times, really around the globe, London, Boston, and it's been great just getting to know you and working with you and in all different capacities. So thank you for having me on your podcast. My pleasure. Thank you. And likewise. So um, before we dive into it, I just want to give the opportunity to, to properly introduce yourself and talk about the institution you're working for now, which really is kind of you know, representative of the theme that we're going to discuss. Yes, definitely. So my name is Caitlin Fairfield Hassan. I'm a senior assistant director of undergraduate admission at Boston College. This is actually my third year at Boston College, and I have lived in Boston since 2007. In my current role, I actually travel to Canada, California, New York, Nebraska, on behalf of Boston College Admissions. I previously had five years of international admission experience, which was at the start of my career when I met you. Um, and I actually, as I mentioned, I did do my master's in the UK and my bachelor's in the US. So I feel very fortunate to understand that dual educational experience. Um, so Boston College is a private Catholic Jesuit, actually, University in Chestnut Hill, Massachusetts. We are about five to six miles away from downtown Boston, and we have about 9,400 undergraduates and about, I would say, around 5,000 graduate students. So we would be considered a medium-sized school in the United States. Our students are able to undertake about 50 majors and a broad range of minors that are in four main undergraduate divisions. So they have arts and sciences, management, education, and nursing that they can choose from and apply to. There's also a core curriculum at Boston College where students can take 15 classes in the areas of creative arts, humanities, natural science, and social science. And all students at Boston College, no matter which undergraduate division they're in, do take that core curriculum. So it's something that brings all of our students together. Awesome. So you said in there, private, Catholic, yes. Jesuit. Jesuit, yes. Let's, let, let's, let's unpack the three of those then together, since we're talking yes. about what is Catholic 
school sure. in the US. So private Catholic Jesuit. Yes. So, um, so a private school in the United States um, means that it's not affiliated with like the state of Massachusetts. It's its own private university. We also are Catholic and Jesuit, as I mentioned. So that typically means that universities in the U.S. Um, and around the world will identify with the Catholic Church. And typically it's with an order or an example of faith teachings that they affiliate with. So that might be Dominican, French Franciscan, and Jesuit. So Boston College uh, is, was actually founded by the Jesuits uh, in 1863. So we have always had this message of having our students think deeply about who they are, what they'd like to do in the world with their gifts. And that's really part of their education is having time to reflect and think about those important messages and just have time to really think about how their education is, is integrating the world around them and also the gifts that they've been given. Right. And, and you and I were yeah. discussing before we, we started recording about an episode a few ago with, um, with Christy, yeah. we were talking about Christian universities mm -hmm. um, and, and as ever with US university things, the, the, the complexity is just manifold. Yes. A Catholic university like a Boston college mm -hmm. is very different from what I was talking about in that episode of a Christian university. Mm -hmm. Maybe this is where some international students get a little bit confused about it all. So in terms sure. of, yes, there's a Catholic foundation, a Catholic heritage, and, and it comes from a Jesuit educational tradition, which you know, any of my former students who I used to teach the Catholic Reformation to <laughs> are switching off now because they know how yeah. I used to go, oh. go deep into Loyola and that kind of stuff. Oh, and, yes, we can talk a little bit about that. Well, yeah. I mean, there's that heritage to it, but what does it actually mean? You know, for if a student was going to listen to this and say in fall 2021, they were going to be a freshman at Boston College. Yep. What does that Catholic thing actually mean in, in reality for them? Yeah, so I would say that the Jesuit order really identifies with tenets of educating the whole person, reflection, discernment, faith, and service. And so when students come to Boston College, they're not necessarily coming from a background where they may have been raised Catholic or identify with any religion. But I would say that the Jesuit ethos of being men and women for others and care of the whole person is is an integral part of the educational experience at Boston College. So whether it's through the types of classes that they're taking, maybe in the core requirements, they do have philosophy and theology requirements. They might want to explore it that way. Other students may decide that they want to get out into the city of Boston and do service um, in maybe even when they go home for the summer. So that might be how they experience it. It may be that they have a Jesuit priest teaching one of their classes. A lot of our students actually, when we are on campus and we have different information sessions, students will talk about their favorite professors. And a lot of the time, it may be a, a Jesuit who really has challenged them to think deeply and differently about their education and what they're learning, especially with that liberal arts foundation as well. Right, and so you say about you know some of the things in there about theology class or having a you know a Jesuit yep. priest teaching them for someone who's mm -hmm. got no exposure to to the Catholic world at all, um, and I'm sure yes. you might get this in some of the places that you have travelled to or, or continue to mm -hmm. travel to. People might be sort of put on the slightly quizzical look and go, hmm, yeah, that's mm -hmm. not for me. Mm -hmm. Might they be reading too much into that reality of you know having a priest teach your class or having to do a theology requirement? Might they mm -hmm. be getting themselves down that route of a Christian college, which 
perhaps isn't what, what BC is, is delivering? We definitely have students that come from all different backgrounds. And as I mentioned, some students may have been raised Catholic and affiliate with the Catholic Church still, but we also have a large percentage of students who may not identify with any religious affiliation at all. So when they're on campus, I think that they are being able to explore their own journey, whether that's a faith journey or their educational journey. I think that it's there for students that want to have that faith journey go along with their education at Boston College, but I think that it's really up to the individual. And I think that we also like to have discussions that broaden everybody's minds and think about these different perspectives. And it's, as I said, those Jesuit tenants are there, but we're very welcoming to people that come from all different backgrounds and may affiliate with a religion or not. Got it. I mean, I'm thinking of a student mm -hmm. of mine I had this year who applied. Probably the decision to BC was um, was deferred and then denied, but 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 so it goes. Who was um, a boarding student from a from a Muslim background, um, mm -hmm. and his faith was very important to him. And mm -hmm. we were talking about fit, and he actually did apply to a lot of um, a lot of schools with different religious backgrounds. And when we were talking about, it, he said, "I don't I don't mind that it's not my my religion or my faith tradition, but yeah. I like the fact that faith is something that people acknowledge exists." Mm -hmm. um, do you find that kind of, of thing for students who are coming to someone like, you know, particularly international students to, to a Catholic school, that mm -hmm. they're not Catholic, but they like the fact that you don't ignore that that is a part of a lot of people's lives? Yeah, I would say that one thing that I've heard the students, uh, our current students talk a lot about is um, a highlight of their undergraduate experience has been the opportunity to go on a retreat. And um, there are all different kinds that you can go on. Some of them have like, um, you know, just a weekend away, not too far away from campus. But I think that, again, no matter the background that the student is coming from or whether they have that religious affiliation or not, it's just a space and a way to kind of get away from the day-to-day -day, uh, activities that are going on, the stresses that are going on. And the retreat is really that welcoming place where students can think about something that we call the three key questions. So it's what brings you joy, what are you good at, and what does the world need you to do? And that's something that students can I mean, those questions are just amazing and I love them. And I think that it's like such a nice way to be able to think about what lights your world on fire um, in a way that is, has that, you know, those religious tenants there, but it's really more thinking about where you fit in in your community and in the world around you. So I think that that's a nice way that it's, it allows for students to have both the best of both worlds in that way. I'm fighting the temptation, Caitlin, to reach behind me to my bookshelf and pull out my old teaching notes, which sadly oh. I still have on this kind of stuff, because you're you know, making me delve back into all the kind of stuff about um, about Jesuit, you know, where Jesuism came from and, and yeah. the whole tradition of, of Ignatian education. Yeah. So in those three questions that you've mentioned, I, I will confess that Boston College was probably one of the first US universities I had a cultural familiarity with, because as a teenager, I loved all the Jack Ryan books. And Tom oh, okay. books and <laughs> Jack Ryan famously is a Boston College alum. Um, apologies to everyone who's just missed that, that cultural reference. Mm -hmm. um, I really do have quite lowbrow taste as people No, people I know, know exactly what you mean. No, yeah. but, but that actually idea of, I think, why the author set, you know, put this figure from um, The Hunt for Red October and mm -hmm. various other kind of things that become films and TV programs is that it was about an a high quality educational institution with this element of service, but also the all round education. And one of the things that I think is also fascinating is a lot of the Catholic schools like 
like Boston College, is how strong the, the athletic programs are as well, which, you know, for a college the size of, of Boston College, the athletics is really quite substantial. Yes, we are Division One. We're very popular. Um, I think that it's amazing to see, especially in the fall, um, just how many students plan their semester around the football games um, and being able to be in the stadium with all the other Boston College students. And you'll see two alums will come and people will bring their families. I mean, it's definitely an integral part of being on campus and being part of the campus community. Um, and I think too, like I always kind of joke, I was uh, in California for visiting high schools out there and I was not staying at anything, a hotel, you know, affiliated with anything to do with education or, or Boston College or anything. And I walked in after a long day and what do I see on the television but a Boston College basketball game. So <laughs> it's just, you know, something that I think really resonates for all ages across the country. Um, it is something that students love um, as part of their on-campus experience and beyond. So when, when, when you're saying that in my head, I'm sort of trying to think of you know, a typical student day at a college. Mm -hmm. And there are many colleges which have this kind of, you know, service or ethos that might or might not come from a faith tradition, but obviously in a, in a Catholic school, it's kind of elemental to why they were, were founded. Yeah, it might be, you know, you get up, you've got a morning class, you have a bit of lunch, you've maybe got another another class. You're then going to go out and train to, to, you know, run cross country or get out and, and on the rowing machine because you're, you're in the crew. And then maybe you've got a service product downtime helping, you know, students learn to read or, or a, a soup kitchen or, or that kind of stuff. And then maybe yeah. you kind of come back and you'll, you'll hit back into a discussion outside your dorm where two or three people are talking about, you know, some political issue with moral implications and stuff. And that in my head is the sort of experience we're talking about here. Have I got that way off? I think that it's, it's a very, very lively community. So students definitely do all different types of activities. We have like 300 different clubs <laughs> activities that students will do. So it, I think that students do spend a lot of time in the classroom, of course, taking the core courses and what they need for their major. But um, I don't know if you've ever been to Boston College, but the campus is such a highlight. And yeah. I think that our students really, really love living there in that environment and being able to enjoy it and make it their home, uh, home away from home really, um, for the, the years that they're at Boston College. So I would say just as I'm, you know, maybe getting my lunch or something, I will see on the, we have these quad areas that are very, you know, traditional New England looking, you know, green, green grass, beautiful flowers. And students definitely will sit around under a tree and have their lunch together or um, sometimes different um, groups will be out. Maybe they'll do a dance display <laughs> at lunchtime. So it's definitely a very active campus. And I think that students really take it seriously in being able to make that the life that they have while they're here um, at Boston College. So, and the city is of course there for internships um, or if they just want to go out, you know, go to the theater one night, whatever it might be. Um, but I think that for a lot of the time, the students are staying on campus, even on weekends, just because there are so many things going on, um, you know, football games included. <laughs> um, but it's definitely a busy, busy, lively campus. And I think that um, students typically get three or four years of housing and so for their senior year, we have 90% of seniors that right. want, to, want to come back to campus for that senior year because it's their last 
<laughs> time that they have together. And I think that really speaks highly of the student experience at Boston College and how much it means for them to be together, especially in that senior year. So, um, so yes, the, the classes are very engaging. Students are, are talking about things in the core programs. Um, I just had a couple of examples. Um, and I think that something that a core requirement um, in 2015, actually Boston College looked at the core again and they started something called the core renewal and it allowed for the faculty and all, but also the students to really think about these core liberal arts based classes and reimagining them to challenge them to think in another way. And like for one example, um, something that fulfills a history and social science class is called Life, Liberty and Health, which is a policy, politics and law class. There's also one that's a literature class um, in social science that's called Feeling Like Ourselves, How and Why Literature Moves Us. And so I want to take those classes yeah. with my background. Um, and I think that it's, it's definitely keeping students engaged, both in thinking in that liberal arts way and also their specialty, whether it be um, arts and sciences, education, nursing, or management. So, yeah. Awesome. Great. I mean, so everything you're saying, um, I mean, it's true, and you say about campus, you guys have some pretty nice real estate um, in, in <laughs> yeah. Boston. It's, it's, it's a pretty nice place to, to spend some time. Um, as ever, and particularly this time of year, you know, we're in May 2020, and I'm you know, finishing off for some students, helping them shape their college list and things, and saying that mm -hmm. the word I always come to is, is it coherent? You know, can we find themes across your college list which enables the, the application, your references to touch on those themes? Yeah, we've got, I think, hopefully now from, from chatting to you for 15 minutes or so, a good handle on what what a Catholic education in sort of macrocosm is and, and what Boston College's version of that is. When you are putting an application together from your end, you say, well, what questions, what short answer things are we going to look at here? And when you're reading applications, what are you looking in terms of sort of the themes that you'll need for students to know? OK, not only are you academically qualified to do our course, but actually we see these other things in your application that make us know you're a good fit for us. Hmm. So we do have, um, of course, we're on the common application. So we do have that general essay that we look at and we read, but we also do have a supplemental essay that we ask students to fill out. And I think that that is really a great way to get to know the student a little bit better because it's a little bit more specific about why you and Boston College are a good fit for each other. And I think that in that supplemental section, it kind of just talks, there are four questions, so many different options that they can talk about. But I think that the way that students can answer that question and how they can draw that feeling of, you know, Boston College's connection to them and, and vice versa, that is really what makes a great essay. So, you know, whether or not it's um, how students talk about um, a great, book that they read that really helped expanded their mind and you know allowed for them to appreciate things from a different perspective or there's also a question about the Jesuit ideals and how you relate to that so sometimes students will talk about the service that they've done or maybe a, an experience that they had that was really important to them and so I think 
that that supplemental essay is is worth looking at, yeah. uh, especially like from a student perspective and thinking about what you would like to say and how you would like to say it, um, just because that is that one time. We don't offer interviews as part of our process, so that's a little bit more specific about why you and Boston College are a good fit. Right, I mean, I, uh, I certainly, you know, every year we'll start working with a few students just for the essay process and, uh -huh. and it's partly because they've maybe got a bit stuck they've opened up the supplementals and, and seen on yeah. there and it would be the sort of thing where your students going well what are the your ideals i've got no idea about it and i'm pausing and saying are you sure this is the college you should be applying to then if you're mm -hmm. not you know and i quite i sometimes i would love the fact if you guys gave, gave the counselors sort of six months notice of what your question would be because i think it's, <laughs> it's, it's the i find it's the best way of yeah. highlighting the student how fit is so important that mm -hmm. you know you are creating through the questions that you ask on your side of the desk tools by which you can you know, encourage students to show how they fit your environment and you know, different mm -hmm. colleges with different things, be it a Christian school, be it a large urban school, be it a very, you know, almost trade focused school mm -hmm. will be asked the question to enable you to know, does this kid fit, fit us? And if you can't answer the question, then you probably should be applying to that school. So mm. I'm pleased that you, you said about the supplementals and things and, and that kind of stuff. Yes. Um, in terms then of the the you know positives of why students might fit a Boston College and this is always a question that I think admissions officers try to, to dodge around and I'll see see how good you are at it. What kind of student might not fit the sort of you know hmm. private Catholic Jesuit environment of Boston College? Where, where might you go? You know what? Actually, we're not the place you are. Maybe you've just applied to us because we're in Boston and we're well ranked, and actually hmm. we don't think you're going to suit our style of, of curriculum or our culture. Yeah. So we do have like 9,000 undergraduates and they study these 50, you know, different subjects. So students do come from all different parts of the U.S. and the world. They have different interests. I would say that one thing that um, I would say makes students successful at Boston College is that they have to have that sense of being open to learning about the core curriculum, getting involved on campus. It is very much a campus community. Um, and I do think we are so lucky that we have the city that is not that far away from where we are. And you can see the skyline from campus, but we're a, we are a campus where students live there, they study there, they play there. And I think that if you're not really looking for that traditional campus environment, um, then that might not be you know, the best fit if that's what you're looking, not looking for in your college experience. Um, but I also think that you know, there are students that do internships in the city. It's very easy to get back and forth. I know our nursing students are in the city all the time for their placements as well. So I think that there is a lot of room and flexibility for all different types of interests, but you do kind of have to know that um, you know, that that's the environment that you're in. So I think that makes students successful there, wanting Good. to get involved. Yeah, agreed. I, I think that, that, that would, I would echo that entirely that um, a, a university with some sort of faith heritage was was if you look back at the history of it was founded to serve a community it was in, you know, whether that's somewhere extraordinarily historic like Boston, or, mm -hmm. you know, a more a relatively recent foundation that actually it, it comes out of some kind of drive, that that area needed something. Um, and, and it kind of moves on from there. So, I, I mean, I, I think it's a, it's great that the US offers so many different flavors of higher education and, and yes. to, to be able to hear from there. Uh, but it's probably worth saying that there is an association of Jesuit colleges and universities, isn't there, with... Uh, yes, um, there is. I, I, I wouldn't say 25 or 30 different members dotted around the United States. 
So I actually have the number. Um, so, so, um, so, okay. So there are 221 Catholic colleges and universities in the U.S. Of those institutions, 27 are Jesuit universities. And on a global scale, there are 188 Jesuit institutions throughout the world. There we go. And, and no. how many of those are named Loyola? <laughs> yeah, I'm guessing quite a few, but I don't know yeah. for sure. <laughs> well, some, some, some good schools, some great schools. Caitlin, um, yes. you know, it'd be lovely to catch up. And, and you know, some, sometimes I think I should record the pre-bit where we kind of catch up and, and oh. their stories. But um, if people want to find out a bit about Boston College, I know you, you yes. sadly no longer do, do much of the international, um, which, which you have wonderful colleagues who do, but you'd be very yes. welcome back here anytime. How yeah. can people find out more about Boston College and, and who should they get in touch with if they want to yeah. drop something so, email? Yeah, so you can always contact me um, if you like. Uh, we also do have a very extensive website for both international admission and, um, you know, domestic students applying. So our website is just um, bc.edu, and then you can go into the admission um, tab that way. Uh, we also do have, my colleagues and I have all of our contact information with our pictures on there, with our email addresses um, by territory. So depending on where you're applying from, you'd want to reach out to your regional representative that way. But, and I do have Canada, so, um, you know, you can always reach go. out to me for Canada. Yeah. Fantastic. Awesome. Caitlin, thank you so much. Yes. Thank you, David. It was so nice speaking with you. Thanks for having me on. My thanks to Caitlin for a really interesting insight into Boston College in particular and the world of Catholic colleges in the US in general. Hopefully that may help some students to understand a little bit more about the opportunities they have in that particular type of US university. So that's it for this week's episode. Thank you again for listening. Please do subscribe on whatever platform you get your podcasts from. Follow me on Twitter at UniGuyDavid. Connect with us on Facebook or Instagram at The University Guys. And drop us an email, hello at theuniversityguys.com if there's anything we can help with. We'll be back soon with another great episode. In that one, I'm going to be speaking with the really excellent Park Muth, who used to be a very senior member of the University of Virginia's admissions office. And we're going to be talking about actually what happens inside an international admissions office at a US university. So please join us for that. And I look forward to speaking with you soon.